For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. I'm Christopher Sabat, the voice of Roanoa Zorro, and you're listening to The Geek Show on thegeekshow.co.uk. What up? to the Geek Show on thegeekshow.co.uk. We are currently recording in an alternate universe where everyone is wearing tiny hats. So tiny, you can't actually see them. I like my tiny hat. If you don't know, we this week we are talking about the multiverse. Mul- multiple dimensions across time and space, all with different worlds and different things going on. And if someone's got a goatee, they are the evil parallel version of you. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the only difference between the evil and the good world is goatees. Oh, if you have a goatee in this world, that means you are one of the few good people in the alternate worlds. So we have evil Ah. Rob with us today. I don't have a goatee. It's it's not evil. It's just the worst timeline, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not from the worst timeline. Sorry, worst timeline, The 1970s was not the worst timeline. Hey, it was for a lot of people. <laughs> so uh, community, community references. Community yeah, I got references. you there. I threw that one out to Ben, and he, he bit it. Yeah. He bit I, it hard. I, did he? Did he really? Did yeah. Ben right. bite it hard? I started watching Community wow. like last Great week. Start. I have watched all five series. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Community. Sorry, how long the, did the, I take the you? six seasons, Ben. What? The six seasons. Oh, is there? There's only five up on Netflix so far. You've got another one to look forward to. I still haven't, like... Actually, no, I finished the first one. I've just started the second one. Yeah, but this is Ben, who's like, how many hours so far you played uh, Bloodborne? 72 hours. How long's it been out? About 72 hours. <laughs> no wasting time good, there, good Ben. Good job, Ben. Good job. <laughs> Classic. Come on, I've only got, like, 72 builds. Like, that is nothing compared to my Dark Souls builds. Actually, I've got... Um, Ryan is giving you the thumbs up. I have 402 builds for Dark Souls 2. And I had to mod my game to allow me to have more save slots. Get good. <laughs> Get. But you've never finished it on DK Bongos yet. Good. No, god damn it. Like, Maybe in a parallel universe, Ben has. Yeah. Have you done Katara <laughs> controller? No. Someone beat you with voice control the other week. 
I know uh, Twitch are currently doing a Let's Play Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. I've been watching that. It's hilarious. But I've been going in and, like, it's, like, three days on. They haven't left the, like, starting area. They're still in the first place. What if there was an entire parallel universe controlled by Twitch of another universe? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> anyway, you're here today with me, Ben. Me, Rob. Me, Dev. And I'm Ryan. And me, Rob. Shut up, Rob. So, um, no, I won't. Yeah, before we kick off... <laughs> There's uh, two of us here, Ryan. <laughs> talking about numbered. the multiverse. Damn it. We have What's some in the news today? Yeah, we have some news. Yes, um, in the news today, uh, starting off with um, Lord of the Rings. Right. You know the city of humans in Lord of the Rings that was mainly, fo- uh, mainly focused on in Return of the King, minus Tirith. Uh, yeah, the, the white city. Uh, with, yeah, with all the towers and spires and, you know... Minas Tirith? Minas Tirith. Yeah. Minas Tirith, Minas Tirith, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I don't do pronunciation from Lord of the Rings. It's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books, books, more real. What are you talking about? Yes. The guy was a linguist. He, uh, he went He was well a cunning linguist, depth. I know. He was a, he was a cunning linguist. Well, he was a member of the hip-hop collective. Yes, <laughs> Wow, it's that early. <laughs> yes, Go on. I know. Anyway, um, Minas Tirith, Minas Tirith, whatever you want to call it, it's the uh, a uh, group of uh, people have got together and they want to do a Kickstarter. Is it a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo? Just crowdfunding. Yeah, the crowdfunding. crowdfunding. For $1.85 billion to realise Minas Tirith, Minas Tirith, whatever you want to call it. Here's the question. It's in Northumbria, isn't it, the building? Yeah. Have they, Which uh, is fine because there's nothing there. Have they yeah. asked for planning permission? Well, they they need the money first. Have they, they bought a, the, a, the, the source of the architect? Yeah. No, it's a team of architects in, uh, who are led by Jonathan Wilson. Um, the Indiegogo campaign uh, wants to basically make the whole thing a reality. But in light of this becoming a thing, a group of people got together and created their own um, alternative Lord of the Rings campaign, which was for Orcs to destroy Minus Tirith. <laughs> is it, it, it going to look like bad C, like 12-year-old CG? So now this, it's this a risk. It's castle. time to see who gets funded first. The Orcs to destroy Minus Tirith or the people who want to build Minus Tirith. I think they should at least wait till it's finished. You know, like, there's no point in kicking down a half-built sandcastle. By Orcs, they mean Jardies. <laughs> Cruel, right? <Ryan. laughs> it, it, are people obvious. too. I think the Glaswegians have something to say about that. But are they going to bring like proper siege weapons and everything? And uh, oh, you mean a bottle of dog? Siege elephants, <laughs> siege elephants. They need to bring siege elephants. There's no way to talk about that, women. Oh <laughs> damn! You beat me to that joke. Oh. We apologise to the city of Newcastle. So, uh, nah, not really. It's the thing because they've seen the movie. They know the weak spot is that little grill. No, that's Helm's Deep. Oh, Helm's Deep. Yeah, different city. God damn it! I'm mixing up my. Fictional cities here. Minister is the one. Isengard's where it's at. <laughs> the the Thane of Gondor, the guy oh, that sets yes. himself on fire. I, I know that. that city. Oh okay. god, Dave just broke out the knowledge, the Lord of the Rings knowledge. Drops my. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm too geeky. Should so I leave? Like, should no, I leave no, the should, Geek Show podcast? Well, I've, got, I've just got a mental image of you with a with a little Sauron plushie. So, um, okay, that's just a little bit weird. If they're going to make this authentic to, to the movie, are a bunch of uh, Hobbit's going to be saving the city or are they just not going to be doing that? question is, who uh, is a Hobbit? Are, are the Orcs going to be dedicated to their role, really? That's what I want to know. The Hobbits will be replaced with children with hairy feet. 
Um, <laughs> also known as Jordies. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I, I had to let that in there. Um, so that, I think this is. I don't know where this story goes. Like, it's cool that they want to build this. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not because there's an awful lot of money. But then, why do you want to destroy it? And why go to the sort of lengths of making it in theme with the government will destroy it anyway? <laughs> yeah, no, but it'd, I it'd be pretty cool. I mean, like we could do with that sort of stuff in Britain because yeah. it's like a good setting for it. But the and thing is. I don't understand why they want to build a fictional castle city when we already have castles that are falling into disrepair that could do with some money. Just to mess with future historians. This would pull in a lot of, um, like, tourism. Because... Yeah, people go to New Zealand to see the uh, the Lord of the Rings like sets that have got there. Yeah, and like people come to Britain to see all of the Harry Potter things, so it makes sense that like they'd come for an actual full city. To be honest, American tourists, we could just go. Yep, Game of Thrones happened over there. True. <laughs> no, no. If it's Snoop Dogg, he'd believe it. Remember, he thinks Game of Thrones is history. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Well, not exactly. He just he, he just likes it because it's got kings and you know all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, man is Tirith. Architects want to build it. Orcs want to destroy it. So yeah. <laughs> well, happens. I'll visit you when it's built. It'd be cool. Imagine how yeah, many but it's one point eight five billion. <laughs> <laughs> that is a point. It's just going to turn it... into a massive shopping center after about five years. Oh yeah. Thing is, but I would go to that shopping centre. That shopping centre sounds boss. Well, if it's in New Northumberland, it'd just be Greg's and. Yeah. I don't it. think it's going to happen though. Greg's will call it. It's got around. Oh, Nando's. Yeah, it's got around forty odd days left, and it's only managed to achieve around what uh, forty fifty thousand something like that, and it needs one point eight five billion. They can make it out of bus receipts. Oh no, it's up to seventy seven thousand now. With 44 days left of its 1.85 billion target. You can do it. Good luck. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Fantastic Four 2. The movie has been cancelled and replaced with Deadpool 2. It's a bit lazy on the studio's behalf, isn't it? Rather than fix what they already have. No, to hell with that. We'll just assume that the other film's going to be a success and do a sequel to that. Yeah. I've not I've not seen Fantastic Four, but I've heard it ends on sort of like uh, the film should start now kind of more note. Yeah, it does. And they said like a two. They leave structure. it like open, like the fact that Doom could come back, and I think like towards the end, he, you can sort of see him get sort of like the electrical powers. But then there will be no Victor, only Doom. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think that it really is. It's like they get like the whole. Thing. It's not like the proper like Fantastic Four Tower, but they have like their own little base where they can just do their own stuff. Make a shed in the back garden. Pretty well, much, yeah. Are, well, a tree it's, house. Like, it's like it, a tree it's house. Pretty much a shed in the back garden. <laughs> it's a very big shed. Very, very like big in the Scooby Doo movie where they go back and find the shed where they all started in high the shed school. Of, the shed of dreams. So it sounds like Is they put a lot more weight on something before it's come out. And now they switched it to another thing. They're putting too much weight on before it's come out. Yeah, did they even try with the Fantastic Four movie though? 
I know it's got about like a nine percent chance. Uh, Rotten tom- yeah. Tomatoes rating. It's even yeah. less than that now. So, um, like uh, I was reading some things the other day, and I found out what it was originally going to be about. It was originally going to be a body horror about like them getting the powers and their bodies basically mutilating themselves. And it sounded very cool. The problem with that is it's got the Fantastic Four attached to it. Yeah. It would be a fantastic film, but kids go to see superhero stuff. That, you can't have it. Oh, no, I was not going to make that joke. No, go on, Ben. The reason that they changed it was because us geeks freaked out when we heard how they changed Doctor Doom. It wasn't even that. Like They changed a lot of things, and people freaked out about everything. And I said, everything. Like, originally, they announced that Doom was going to be a hacker who had the um, online handle of Doom. And people were like, no, we don't like that. We want our Doom that's like the Doom we like, and we like that. People didn't like Hidden missiles. And because of that, uh, the studio freaked out, and they started changing things. So what came out at the end was nothing like what was originally imagined. But people complained about everything about that. People complained that we're young. People complained the fact they sort of changed Mr. Fantastic Powers, sort of. And then then on top of that, they complained the fact that, you know, um, uh, the Human Torch was black as well, and everyone just lost their shit, so... Bleep. Yeah. (laughs) You're right, and because of that, I'm going to try and stay more open. Well, there's an irony there, isn't there? So you should, Ben. Well, like, movie by committee. Once you make, like, compromise for everyone, you end up with something no one likes. So it's like... um, I'm very excited about Suicide Squad. It's one of my favourite comics. And a lot of be- people have been complaining, myself included, about Jay Leno's Joker. Jay Leno's Joker? Not I'd Jay love Lan- to see that. Jared Leto. <laughs> I'd love to Jared see Jay Leno's Joker. Um, Joker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just and appears going, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and um, I'm going to stop that now because I'm going to trust they know what they're doing and hope they make a good movie that they want to make rather than the by committee that happened oh, well, with the only thing Fantastic this Four. is really telling me is we kind of got to stop it with over reporting on movies. Yeah, kind of just go back to how movies used to be. Maybe have like one report in a trailer, but leave it. Don't yeah, feel a need to hype it every week, reeling more well, and more details every with week. The suicide because no, because yeah. you're giving people loads of opportunity to say, "Don't like that, don't like that, it's don't like that." that. It's, it's and it's kind of like how Kickstarter is like a campaign to see how people are interested in before yeah, it's yeah. released. That's what they're doing with these constant reporting on it. Just stop it. Yeah, Just with let the, the film be the film. Let and the film yeah, be the film. Yeah. Majority of it's down to the fact that like people have been able to easily get on set or find footage and that's how it surfaced. But, but the problem with that's, that is... That's sort of behaviour, is like knocking movie making back about five years. Yeah, it, it really not is. More. It's not more. Just stop it, studios. Stop it. And then, Go and sit in the car and, and then people done. wonder why they just stay in hangers and just use CG because they don't have to deal with all that because it's yeah, all in-house. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the uh, thing is, there's... Uh, with the Fantastic Four in particular, I mean, I'm one of those people who didn't like the fact that everybody was a kid. Right? I really didn't like that fact. Because for me, Fantastic Get Four... Get off my lawn! No, for me, for, <laughs> I've been reading Fantastic Four for, for, for decades. And a continuous theme throughout all of the comics has been they are a family. An adult, fully grown family. They are not kids. They, never, they were never supposed to be represented as kids. From creation, they were a family unit. So when you basically re- revert them to teenagers or whatever they yeah, are like in the movie... Mid to late 20s. Were they, they weren't mid to late 20s yeah, in the movie, were. were they? Yeah. 
they look far too young for that. Well, I'm going off what, how old the actors are, so that might not be yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that they're still at university would suggest that they're uh, early I'll, 20s. I would say, this, yeah, they're supposed to be about 18, 20. Yeah, which means that... No, they, fair enough. Fair w- enough. W- which means the whole, uh, I mean, the whole idea of, uh, of family for them is still kind of their own families, not them as a family. Yeah, but it's it's like all it's the meant to be an origin. It's kind of a yeah. But that's the thing. It's very the fitting up for the Fantastic very, Four. Rob, it's very fitting that we're doing it on this week because just because this version exists doesn't mean all the other versions doesn't exist. There's just one interpretation of a story yeah, or but characters. It, uh, of course, is, the best movie of uh, Fantastic Four is the one that occurs in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Which uh, happened for exactly the same reason as this movie did. Yeah. So that uh, Fox could keep the rights. But I mean. For me, it just feels like Josh Trank just wanted to make Chronicle 2. And just, it just well, happened to have the Fantastic Four label stuck on it. He was picked up by studios far too soon. Yeah. I think Chronicle was like his first, maybe second movie. Yeah. They're doing that a lot. Um, he made that popular indie movie. Let's give him a hundred million bazillion dollars. Yeah, he dealt with superpowers. And I like the idea of a body horror and stuff like that, but, mm. uh, you know, which could have worked. With well, Fantastic Four. There's a DC plot that it basically is a body, body holler of the um, the Fantastic Four. Hmm. Um, a family goes into space hit by co- cosmic rays. Um, the uh, Well, one of them becomes Cyborg Superman eventually. Hmm. Uh, basically, like, the all the things that happen to the Fantastic Four happen in, like, horrific ways. That, yeah, yeah. Like the, uh, it's one of those things because he makes a return in the whole reign of the Superman thing. But the destroys, rest of them all, the rest of them yeah. all die, don't they? They're like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, one of them fades out of existence. The he, other one, um, yeah, I, I, I might have that comic kicking around somewhere. Um, but yeah, he—that's basically what happens. It's—it it was DC's version of uh, Fantastic Four. It failed, and he becomes a computer program, living in jumping from one computer to another. Constantly blaming Superman and determined to find, get his revenge on Superman, which he then does by destroying Green Lantern's city. Haha, <laughs> shows you Superman. But yeah, originally it was like, as I said, the, the starting plot was yeah. that it was a body horror based off yeah. the Fantastic Four. Like, what if the powers were detrimental? Yeah. Okay, next news story. Yes, anyway, um, next news story is uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. It's coming to the PS4 in 2016, but is anyone actually going to play it this time? Because it got re-released on the PS1, Fantasy Star yeah. Online, and it's one of those sorry, tr- PS2, sorry. And but no. PS2's and the modem was rubbish. It's, yeah, just, it's historically one of those franchises which people look back at after the fact and say, "Well, oh, that was really revolutionary." Um, but like seven people played it. Yes. <laughs> which was the one that was on on Xbox More 360? Sorry, which was the one that was on Xbox 360? Um. Which one was on? It was Xbox I believe there was a Fantasy Star. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Fantasy Star was that on. had like it was a single player, but it had online like on capabilities. Yeah, that, w- that would have like, been Fantasy l- Star Online. Yeah, a lot of people like the uh, Xbox 360. But yeah, right in the West, what? no one, no one played online on Dreamcast or PS2. Well, you know, and what I mean is, I'm like, like the only guy because I'm a outside of a, few, <laughs> of a handful of people. No, you know what I mean. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't know. accepted. Really. It wasn't for an MMO. Well, the thing is, but, at that point, but in the East, yeah, it was massive. Um, oh, yes. Uh, the last PS2 game released was um, an expansion for Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. Because yeah, it's still going. The servers are still going for that. Yeah. 
So that's a PS2 one as well. So, but yeah, it wasn't commonly accepted here. But no. Fantasy Star Online. It'll be a success in Japan, but the test of them will probably be over here. You know. Thing is, it, it hasn't really been accepted. The, uh, the Fantasy Star franchise in the world. I take it it's going to have the whole subscription model, as obviously the. Not necessarily. I think it will due to the. Um, Success of uh, the latest Final Fantasy, Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Online. Yeah, but uh, and people pay a subscription for that and really enjoy that on PlayStation Four. The irony is, I don't know if it will. I don't it might just it be will. a straight up game because you know, a normal um, traditional. Box I, game. I don't think it will. I think they'll have a single player mode and then the online thing. But you mainly want to play for the online. I mean, what was the, what was the online mechanic of the, the uh, Fantasy Star? Well, you could either play like a single player, or yeah. it literally the online option was it to follow an MMO. Yeah, oh. basically. Well, well, if it follows how it is on on PC at the moment, it's a free to play. Ben's <laughs> 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 computer is making all the noise. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's currently out on PC and Vita, and it's free to play. So it's. Mm. This is just a transition between systems. Basically, yeah. yeah. I, I can't see it being a subscription model. No. Because that hasn't had any success, really, on the new generation let, of consoles. Let's put it this way. You um, remember Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Freedom? Yes. Did you have to pay a subscription to be go play online with that? Freedom? No. I don't think I played Freedom. Exactly. And I think it's going to be the same with Fantasy Star Online. I think it's going to take that model... Where you can, where you basically can just join up with people and play it online. I don't think it's going to be kind of I the mean, persistent MMO. I know it's not related. That, I, I, uh, I think they'll just have sort of like the sort of free to play element to it, I suppose. But um, Destiny, yeah, Destiny's I, yeah, I fundamentally an MMO, and that's. I think not part of the reason these. why that's so big is the fact that you don't have to pay a subscription. No, there's no free to play. It's just a normal game. And with people, a broken leveling system. People are still kicking off about paying for the expansion. Yeah. yeah. People are never satisfied. No, nobody is ever satisfied. Is this actually going to be an actual physical release, or is it just going to be available in the free-to-play section? Is it just them announced the it? That's all they've done. Just announced it. Um, well, it depends how they go. Like I say that it might just be available on the PlayStation Store mm, yeah. for free. Um, no, it's just going to be beginning service on the PlayStation 4 next year, so it's probably just going to be on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Okay. I think that'll be it. I don't think they'll do a physical release for it. Next, Tony? I'm hoping they'll have a transfer of your character from your Vita to your... Well, yeah, that, PlayStation that are massive about sort of cross-play, yeah. so that'll yeah. almost guarantee that. They're pushing that hard. Yes. Seems like it's the only reason the Vita exists the at Vita? this point. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh, I'm it's the only thing they're pushing on the Vita. The cross form, the cross Play, platform, cross player. cross play, yeah. platform, yeah, cross play. Mm. Right, cross okay. Latinology RPGs, you could shake your stick at. Um, right, okay. Moving on to a uh, a robot uh, from Cambridge University in collaboration with ETH Zurich. Now, this is uh, a mother robot or a mum robot. What? So it whines at the other robots. For not having the light off the farm at no eleven. No, it tells them do your off. homework. It, it tells them off if they've been naughty, you know. Um, now, this motherbot is basically a big robotic arm with all sorts of bits attached to it, and it's designed, built, and tested. It's designed, built, and tested ten generations of 
kids. It can build robots, and based on the, f- it can learn from the failures to build better robots. Isn't this just the manufacturing line with an AI? Though? Not quite. This is a uh, this is a robot that will build improvements based on failures. Um, so what you're telling me is they've built Master Mold from X Men. Yeah, he's going to build the but Sentinels the and then build them better when the Sentinels fail. Yep. And all the mutants are going to die out. Yes, basically. Good hey, job. If it fails, it can always work in Lego. <laughs> I always need Lego. Yep. Is that yes. because they've called it a motherbot? I'm thinking like, you're saying like you learn from its failures and like you build a robot that goes into a creating art and it goes, okay, I'm not doing that again. Um, it's time I'll take out the creativity. <laughs> so it can be a success. Does it murder its failures in cold blood? <laughs> Takes them out back with a shotgun. <laughs> what, this bit old yellow? And then, yeah, poor little baby robots. Why'd you go to old wow. yellow? Well, old I yellow didn't you. deserve to get killed. He just was. He's old yellow. Everybody loves old yellow. Yeah, I know. Weird robot, though. Yeah, the robot's weird. And it's just a big arm. So what, what he's told me is they've managed to make a robot that can be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and could sometimes throw a slipper at you. <laughs> Except like, this like, is how evil robot Santa and Futurama started. <laughs> what, just a big arm that made other robots? No, no, I mean, the, the, giving him standards. Yes, yes, that is exactly how, he, how robot Santa started. So this robot is going to become the arm equivalent of evil robot Santa from Futurama. And it's going to take over Cambridge University. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right. So at the moment, it's building robots, but what does it do when it builds a robot to build the rest of her? Oh, can you imagine that, though? If this robot took over Cambridge University, that episode of Mastermind I'm definitely watching. Mastermind's still a thing? Yes. Wow, okay. I'm Sorry, when you said that... I- when you said that there, Ben, I was just thinking, uh, have you seen Hunter x Hunter? Yeah. That eventually it will spawn a robot that will... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. It'll eat all the robots in the same factory and then give a baby and then that baby will eat it. And then the world is doomed. Okay. We're all doomed. We, know, we need a really old guy with long earlobes to come and save us. Yeah. Hunter references... I'm Dylan Horrocks, a cartoonist from New Zealand, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Turned out, we lied, we did a lie, there is no reviews. Haha, <laughs> we're scumbags. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to go with that. Did you have to go there? I was going to say, you know... It's true, but we don't have to admit it. All the other shows have cannibalised them, so we don't have to. Uh, sorry, not Living sorry. the dream, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you went with scumbags. Hookers and blow, hookers and blow. Mm. But yeah, um, this week our topic <laughs> of discussion is the multiverse with alternate reality sort of poking his head out of the corner there. Yay. I was worried what it was poking its head out of for Same. a second. <laughs> you, can't have, you can't have one without the other. They're both very... Um, they work away, they're waiting to each other in a lot of cases. But just the opening suggestion, you know... What, what is the multiverse, and why is it such you know good value across everything? Well, um, I mean, obviously, with it being multiverses, there's going to be a lot of comics 
involved. It, yeah, yeah, that was... comics is one of the main areas where you have these alternate realities and multiverses all clashing with each other. I well, mean, usually the, like, the main... The main premise will be that for every decision, you create yeah. a b- branching path, yeah, which the is many a separate worlds universe. The many worlds theory. Um, but, I mean, the multiverse is basically all of those possibilities all together. Because the, the word universe literally means one area. You know, it's re- defining everything as just being part of one thing. Whereas the multiverse idea says, okay... There's loads of these universes altogether, hence the multiverse. The mm. alternate reality thing is basically jumping from one of these universes to another. Well, kind of like Sliders, which is actually a good place to start. Or a tiny burger. Because Sliders was basically, you know... Sliders? Um, yeah, Sliders. The TV series Sliders from oh, the 90s. It had Gimli in it. The TV. I don't yeah. watch the TV. Yeah. TV series called Sliders. And a slider is basically a dimensional traveller. That's where the that's where the term now uh, that's what the term now. It's means. like if Quantum Leap had a cast. Yeah, I like that about I Quantum, Quantum Leap. Quantum quite. Leap had a cast, and I was like, not, okay, not quite, because Quantum Leap was basically he was he was skipping he was moving across different uh, different timelines because he was traveling through time. Whereas Sliders was literally they open a, a, a hole into a different dimension. Yeah, and they'll go to many things. Like I think one of the early ones was the universe where Hitler won. Yeah. And all that sort of, like, things. You know, the ones you'd expect. Hmm, alternate history. Yeah. Yeah, alternate, alternate history. Well, not alternate history, alternate present. They never moved in time. They only moved in the present. Stop with your sci-fi shenanigans. It's alternate history. It's not alternate history. It's alternate present. They moved through the present. They didn't move through time. They just moved through space. Like Three Homer dimensions. with the uh, the toaster episode. Yes, Homer with the toaster. Which actually brings up Red Dwarf, because Backwards ha- was an alternate reality as well. No. It was uh, mul- part of the multiverse. It's not really done in movies, though. It's going. It's, it's the time travel aspect of it. Yeah. It like um, like, and, like yeah. the initial sort of idea of what a multiverse is, when we, we travel through time, and you go back to the future, and something's changed, so we've got to go back. To where the certain point where time and looper. time sort of fractured yeah. and became like a new reality, a new basically like Back new... to the Future did in Back to the Future Two, I think it was in particular, where they had to go back and change things and then go back again and change things. Yeah. Whereas in yeah. um, in like Dragon Ball, when yeah. when Future Trunks goes back and changes things. Nothing changes in his timeline. Yeah, I know, which that's, is that's weird. Wait, no, it's not. A, a question, it's, it actually no. like makes sense because it means that his well, right, history that made no, him he, he, isn't overwritten. Yeah, he, here's a point about that. Do you think future trunks at that point, Vegeta and Bulma weren't together, and do you think by seeing future trunks come back and say, "Oh, you're my dad, and that's my mum." Kind that actually a, made him be born. No, because that didn't happen in his timeline. Yeah, th- not only that. This is, this is one of those. Bl- not only that. Forever going mean, around loops, which doesn't make any sense. But are you? Are, are you are I you, see what you mean, but it doesn't happen in his timeline. The one uh, where he's actually born. Yeah, I was going to say, are you hinting that, at an Ouroboros thing where Trunks might be his own dad in the same way that Lister was? Ah, Rob Ross. No, yeah. not saying that <laughs> Trunks is his own dad, but he's in some way responsible for his. Yeah, that's. That he put the idea weird. in his own dad's head to have him as a kid. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> Whereas Lister literally was his own dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't really work in... Well, not that it doesn't work in movies. It just... 
with something like the multiverse, trying to get in the like the viewer's head that there's all of these universes going around at the same time and they're all doing the same things and they're all varied in their own unique way. It's kind of hard work, you know. I, I but, think partly is you've got a limited cast and a limited amount of time to get to know them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like yeah, dip yeah. your toe in done, dip your toe in done. It doesn't really work as a movie and it's more of a, like a long-form storytelling thing like a comic book or like a, a TV show or well, I mean, in, in certain cases games but movies have kind of stayed away from it. They've only really used the... Let's pinpoint that one thing and fix that one thing. The uh, the obvious one that we're missing here is obviously Doctor Who. When it comes to alternate realities, because, uh, no, because he, don't jump off, don't jump the ship. Doctor Who stays within the same reality. He no, goes to he goes to many different worlds. No, no, he doesn't stay within the same reality. The the st- it, oh, well, Rose Tyler, for example. Yeah, but that oh, was one. That was like the exception. That was I can never go back. No, I mean, the whole thing with the cyber, uh, Cybermen and the Shadows and everything like that, that was them trying to break into a different dimension. But as I say, that once that was resolved, he could never go back. That yeah, was the big could, plot point of that season. That was the, yeah, big, that was the, big, that was the big plot point. What I'm saying is, the whole idea... Uh, I mean, when Doctor Who goes back in time and basically does something in history, right, he's effectively changing the timeline by doing that, isn't he? But he's got rules about that. He's got rules about that, but someone else has already gone yeah, back his, in time. Yeah, his rules are kind of there. weird. Yeah, don't I know. Really. But that's what I'm saying. So he can't mess with an established event, but isn't every event established? It's just you're talking about big historical events. Yeah, and what's a fixed point in time? Yeah. Yeah, because Captain, because uh, uh, Jack Harkness is supposed to be a fi- fixed point in time, which is why he's immortal. He balls that up, didn't he? Rose Ty- <laughs> no, Rose Tyler made him immortal after, uh, after she basically absorbed all the energy of the TARDIS. Turned him into a fixed point in time, and now he can't die. And, and he ends up turning into a massive face because of reasons. Well, that's what ha- yeah. happens when you get really, really old. Your body you, falls off and you become a massive face. Your, your head With forever keeps growing while your body <laughs> shrivels up. Is it because you know so much so your head just swells with how much knowledge you have and how, be- how much better you are than everyone else? Well, yeah, who knows? Why, why did he change his name to Bo? Because he was the face of Bo. I know, but why would you change your name to Bo? Why not be the face of Jack? Because that's what his nickname was. Did you not watch that episode? Uh, yeah, it, it said like he talk, He says it very briefly that like yeah. uh, that Jack he, had a previous modelling career in the Bosham oh, Peninsula. Okay. They used to call him the face of Bo. Okay, sorry, I can't remember every line from Doctor Who. That's why we have these two because we can't. Nerd. <laughs> I wasn't big on the early series. I, I don't like Doctor anyway. Who, so. I'm that one. one when you say one. early series. The early versions. And tell you every other one before that as well. Dave, I think well, I like, just showing. You didn't like the cardboard sets. The cardboard sets were immaculate. Oh, the tinfoil Cybermen. Don't forget the tinfoil Cybermen. Can we go back to movies? Yes. Oh, are we done? I don't know. Do you want to go back to movies? Well, that was, that was basically... The, I thought we were just I, I was talking about movies, and then you jumped off on Doctor Who. Do you want to jump off on Doctor Who? You can do that all you want, but on your own time, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? I, I mean, it's, I guess it's been sort of explored in things like uh, sliding doors. Yeah. Hmm. It, well, it didn't do anything sort of fancy in sci-fi about it. It was just, what if this one incident went differently? And it plays out the same things in two different ways, but wildly, wildly different. But that is multiverses down to a T. Even uh, Looper. Yeah. Looper is yeah. its not a time travel film. Mm. If you think it's a time travel film, you're wrong. Mm. Because, you know, if you've got the same two people 
in the same place. You know, dopey sci-fi logic dictates that you can't do that. Yeah. Especially if you try... It's just... It's a doppelganger movie. I'm just pointing out there. It's a doppelganger movie. It's not... It's not a time travel movie. It's what, a multiverse doppelganger movie. Like, Groundhog Day. Nobody knows who that is. That's Round just like day that, is... there we go, Rob. There we go. It's a fixed point in time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Doctor Who was talking about. He'd seen Groundhog Day, and he thought that's a clever thing to call it. And he, he got away with it, <sighs> and he's done. And he made it, his career. It, off it's Groundhog always day. the same world, the same universe, isn't it? It's just yeah. loops. He's Loop. the only one who's repeating it. Mm. Yeah, Bill Murray is the only one who's repeating it, and his his actions don't have consequence. You know that, like it's 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 like the episode in Space Dandy, which is exactly the same. You've seen because uh, they've got that one day where they repeat, and it takes like a year to realise that that one day is repeating. It's not the only anime that they did. That oh in. no, I'm just using that as an example because uh, they are no, Ryan. The, the, the other one that they did that in was uh, the series eight episode, two of um, the Endless Aid. Yeah, the the amazingly tedious Endless Aid. What's which, that? Uh, it's part of the uh, second series Suzumiya. of Haruhi Suzumiya. Ah, oh, right. And I think I got like episode eight and then gave up because it annoyed yeah, me a little bit. The endless You never got to witness the Endless Eight in season two then. That would have made you s- literally punch everybody involved with that series because it made me want to. It's kind of a big long round trip and it's expensive. Not really worth it. Oh, puns. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> All right. There was plenty of people lining up to punch them anyway. Okay. I mean, it didn't need to go on that long, but it did. It didn't even make any sense. It wasn't even cheap. They, like, they repeat the same scene from a different angle. Yeah. So they would have had to redo it anyway. So Yeah. It, it made no sense whatsoever to spend that much effort doing the same thing over and over again. But with I, some minor differences. I know that, that's, like, that's like a literal... You just, I haven't seen it, so I imagine you're just poking fun at these tedious eight episodes. No, but we didn't like them. It's, Actually, a, it's a Groundhog Day plot. Oh, is it? Okay, stretched okay. over eight episodes. I think that's the only real way to sort of explain it, though, isn't it? You're out of the Groundhog scenario. Multiple universes. Well... Because you can explain anything with multiple universes. It's easy. You, well, you, you kind of can explain everything with multiple universes, I suppose. All the good politicians are in a, multi- in a multiverse. They're not here. They left the work experience kids here. That's why all the good ones are over in the universe. I've just thought of one. I've just thought of one. Done. The one. What? The one. What, the one? The Jet Li movie? Yes. He actually goes around killing other versions of himself. It's just just Highlander, though, isn't it? It's just Highlander. Well, yeah. There can only be one. There can only be one, but there's only, you know, there can only be one version of him. That's what he's trying to achieve. In that film, if he kills all the other ones, doesn't that mean reality kind of dies? Well, he had two options. Either real, uh, either the universes end because there has to be a version of him somewhere, or he becomes like a god. I figured that's what they do. And because he, because, he thought he was gonna, because he thought he was going to become a god, because every time he killed another version of himself, he was getting stronger. Yeah. You know, um... And so he was going around killing other versions of himself, and there was only one other version of himself left. Yeah, it is rare in movies because what else can you do it in other than sort of an action thing, an action vehicle? Yeah. Or like, uh, like you said earlier, that one like incident which goes two separate ways just by separating it by like missing a train or not missing a train. I'm surprised they haven't like uh, thrown together a variation of the Prince and the Pauper plot. Yeah, with a multiverse kind of 
thing. What about something like? Uh, so what about a situation where um, you don't actually the the rest of reality is the same, but your memories of it are different? That sounds like something I've seen. Total Recall. No, that's that's not multiverse. I'm no. I'm saying that's your perception of the universe is different. Because your memories have been altered. Oh, no, you're getting way too conceptual, you know. Going to, like, the Matrix here. This is weird. Well, yeah, yeah. the Matrix is another example of multiverses well, because you have that virtual uh, virtual universe within the actual real, real universe. Well, that, right. That's in, not... Oh, okay, it's getting it, weird. In, uh, that's not multiverse. That is a fabricated universe. In, yeah. in the original... Like in, the comic, in the comic version of uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, yes. the Days of Future Past timeline still continues after they've fixed the problem yeah. that would have caused it. Yeah, it doesn't just disappear. So it's an alternate timeline. It's yeah. an alternate set of events. So um, Just affecting that one that was happening at that time. Um, they send back a consciousness through time, don't they? Yeah. So that person's memory is of the, the messed up timeline. Yeah. So in a way, that's kind of... It is kind of... So... I'm probably misreading this, but it basically means every time travel where you send someone back to fix the past is wrong. Basically, yeah, well, Terminator. It'll fix the past in the timeline that they Yeah, but that's they like a different, to. it's a different timeline, a different but universe. Branch, yeah. Basically, it, it's, it's like, you, you know, Steinsgate, Steinsgate uh, for example, is a, is a good example of this, where he was basically going back in time and basically making changes. But what he realized was his whole reading standard thing. He was actually jumping timelines instead of simply traveling back through time. So he was actually moving across parallel to his own time, um, which is why, which is why the whole thing, like you know, the grandfather paradox and the butterfly effect, they come into play majorly because he's moving further and further away from his original Speak, timeline. Speaking of the grandfather paradox, isn't Fry his own grandfather? Yes, he is. So. Um, that was Nick straight from Red Dwarf, though. Uh, the whole thing about Lister being his own dad. I know, but um, future Alma talking—it's cool in my book. Yeah, but um, um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, this whole idea of alternate realities is something that's uh, that's been played on in sci-fi, especially. For well, it's been massive. Like uh, Star Trek has yeah. the mirror universe, doesn't it? That it's always yeah. the same one, yeah. usually. But where the one where evil people are denoted by their uh, goatees and by their ability to wear black and black gloves. Um, because in Voyager, the, uh, that episode in Voyager where they were... Okay. They had the alternate Voyager. We can, we can continue this, you know, after the break. Hello, I'm Professor Elemental, and whenever I'm not riding a badger around my grounds or hitting my monkey butler with a stick, I'm listening to the geek show, and my God, I love it. You know, what do you think, you know, is made better by multiverses, like the, the benefits of you having them? Cake. What? Cake, is, more, always, cake is always good. Yeah, there's always more cake in multiverses. I uh, can guarantee there is more cake in but multiverses. But then right. it's guaranteed if there's but multiverses, then, one of those cakes is going to be bad. And uh, one of those multiverses will be lacking cake because one multiverse got All greedy. cake's good, Ben. You are wrong. But uh, Right, one of the reasons I think people uh, like they use it quite a lot is it's kind of a save button. Especially for comics and things like that. Yes. If you want to use a character that has been killed off, that has uh, went down a different route, or has... Uh, you've got, like, oh, this is them if they didn't do that. This is them from the universe where 
parallel to ours, where all, it was all the same except for this one thing that you the audience yeah, they didn't do, like. Do, the thing is, they do the comics actually do do a lot of that in general. Um, Marvel call it what if. Right, and we've we've got a couple of those in the office. Uh, like, what if the Fantastic Four had lost the trial of Galactus? And the trial of Galactus was basically when nom 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 nom. Well, yeah, basically Galactus, the World Eater. Um, he visited Earth again. Doctor Strange said, "Nope, not having this." Put him to sleep. Um, they had a chance to kill him permanently. Reed Richards had found something out. Said, "No, no, we can't kill him." Sent him on his way, and then all the worlds that he'd destroyed, the survivors of all those worlds, including the Shi'ar, they came arrested the Fantastic Four, put Reed Richards on trial, said, you had a chance to kill him. Why didn't you? Why didn't you take revenge for us? In the original story, Galactus basically basically comes to Reed's help, bringing eternity, the embodiment of the universe, says, no, Galactus is a necessity. Richards realized this. He's essential to the proper working of Mm. the universe. They can't kill Richards because he did the right thing. But in the what if, Galactus does... A typically Galactus thing says, I don't know him anything. Reed Richards gets killed. He's executed immediately. The rest of the Fantastic Four swear bloody vengeance ends up with them dis- committing genocide and destroying the Shia homeworld, which ends up with the entirety of humanity facing extinction. I got dark. Yeah. Right, that's what diff- the what if the, ones happen. Ha- the flaw. So, yeah, that's another reason to use a mul- multiverse is if you want to take things further than the canon would normally allow. Yeah. I mean, they did that with uh, the Elseworld stuff for uh, for the DC comics. Um, Batman has some interesting Elseworlds ones, uh, like Master of the Future, which is basically a steampunk Batman. Yeah. Um, But when they do these crossover ones, I mean, one of them, one of the DC's biggest crossovers historically has been this Armageddon 2001. And in that, you had the character of Wave Rider, who was basically traveling back in time to find out which of these heroes killed all of the other heroes and became a character called Monarch, who is basically like Hitler of the future, right? And so he's basically uh, making contact with all of the heroes without them knowing and examining the possible timelines that they could travel through. It gives you all this license to tell all sorts of stories, you know, it, it opens up the entire multiverse without having to detract from the main start from the main universe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like the popular characters, it means that you get to use them, but without damaging the established canon. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what you were saying before about like uh, Dave with like saving and stuff, I think it really works well for games, especially now with things like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. The fact that you can just sort of save and be like, okay, and then continue on or then you can always go back to that and then oh, you know, branch along so like each each save file is like a multiverse yeah that's very literal I like yeah it. it is but the fact that you know you can change and do various things of that but i think it's like a really cool idea i actually agree with ryan on this because i thought we just it, it offers a lot, it offers no, a no, lot no, more no. replayability <laughs> to the games and i think that's what's helping a lot well not only that i mean um I'm still playing Dragon Age Inquisition. How many hours now? 146. Oh, um, shame on you, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you left the starter area yet? Yes, I'm at, the, <laughs> uh, I'm at the point where I've actually gone back into the Fade physically, right? In and the what, I, sorry? The in Fade. The Fade, right. Um, basically, start. Oh, right. I've gone back into the Fade physically, and I've got, like, Hawk and the, uh, whoever else with me. And I realised one thing when I went back into the Fade. I had Dorian with me, who I didn't really want. I thought, hang on. Uh, I thought, crap, I'm back in the fade. 
I haven't got my fate expert. I haven't brought Solace with me. So basically went all the way back to my previous save point um, back at Skyhold, reloaded the game, played through the entire section, you know, where I was attacking the uh, the Grey Wardens all, all over again with Solace, just so I could have Solace with me when I was in the fade, because he's the expert on the fade. Well, you know, yeah, when I said that, like... Um Things like the Marvel Zombies universe. Yeah, that was, was this, that yeah. was they get to play with that, but it doesn't affect the main universe. Well, it's, that's it's yeah. like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Is exactly yeah. the same. I thing. love those. That's exactly like if I'm playing something like uh, a game where I have to be cautious. Maybe something like Dead Rising. Yeah, and then you save it, and you go like, right, I've saved it. I'm going to go hog wild for a bit because it doesn't matter if I die. Yeah. But then uh, have you? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good way I, to play I, that because you're going to have because. I don't know what Dead Rise in one of the games where it doesn't have a timer on. Too few of them. I, but I, you get yeah. to a point where you've got all the kit. All and you of just them don't have want timers, to... I believe. Yeah. And I don't think the latest one does. I think there's like two versions where you can play it as a timer and you can play I, it without I a timer. Would, but yeah. you get to that point in the game and you've got all the uh, the kit and you just go around messing about for a bit yeah, rather than continuing on the mission. Is, but that I mission's be, still there in a different save I, I, I would literally like play Dead Rising 2, let... Uh, Katie just die and be like okay she's dead now I don't have to worry about that and then I would just go and have fun and just see what would happen yeah but have you noticed how Time sometimes when game. you do that you end up you end up doing stuff that you didn't actually intend to do like an, an, uh, another mission or completing the mission that you basically wanted to leave, for, leave to one side then you end up saving it again thinking right this time I'm just going to have fun and then you'll have a little bit of fun and then you'll go off and do the mission or you'll accidentally do another mission and then you've got to save it again I do agree, though. Time does kill that game. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be amazing if it didn't have the timer. Mm. The clock. Didn't they do a game where you could actually, where you actually had to jump between dimensions? Probably. They've done stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember the one... There's one where you jump between dimensions and it's stylistically. Yeah. Um, like, there's one where it's a... Oh, like comic book style universe is one where it's uh, there was a, like a Japanese anime. There was one yeah. quite recently. It's not. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's one where you're at the current day and you're in like it uses the traditional shooter things where it's like a, an oil tanker, and then you got a mode where you can flip to the future and you can use bombs which age people. I mean, it's not. Well, I mean, this timeline and the future timeline. It's multiple Are versions we, of the same uh, thing. I was so going to say, them. It the, does da- happen the in some danger games. when you're looking at time travel is that you know is that you're moving away from the whole idea of a multiverse. Well, no, it's not. It's not so much the time travel. It's just flipping from one place to another. It might be a different time. It might be a different art style. But it's basically still a multiverse. Well, no, really. I, I don't know about you, Rob, but two times can't exist at the same time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a multiverse. A multiverse means present in different universes. The same present in different universes. Okay. Not the same timeline in one universe. Well, what about, like, linked worlds? Like, um, for example, in, like, Zelda Link to the Past, yeah. you have the uh, you have the normal old overworld, and then you have the dark world. Yeah. Which is, like, a reflection of, but different. Well, I mean, keep uh, a, a link, keep the past, on the... or a link between worlds when you go to the opposite version. No, yeah, you know, you, you that's an alternate, with... that's a multiverse, that's a different, different world entirely. That's but basically on a, that a point, mirror of you link, know, the link between link worlds. Yeah. Well, in fact, there's... Uh, Those games where you can sort of occupy, like, normal world and sort of work your way into the walls. Yeah. That's not... 
that's not a that's a different reality. That's a different you know. No, there's a different whole, whole world. There's a whole. Oh no, yeah, but, uh, no, there's, there's a whole different world. There's, it's a mirror and there's of an the equivalent. World oh no, but there's an was, equivalent to every character there. There was another yeah. game recently. It was an indie game, which was the Street of New York, where you could do the same mechanic that you did in the Link Between Worlds. I was well, referring to both of them. Like in the same, I know you can't really compare them. It's just a mechanic, a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, but that doesn't denote a multiverse. Now. I mean, what me and Dave are on about is basically the well, same for, characters in two different worlds. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, in Link, uh, Link Between Worlds, there's an inverse triver- Triforce in the yeah. other world. There's Princess Hilda, who is the equivalent of Zelda. There's all the basically all the other yeah. cast have a, an equivalent version in the other world. That does sound very familiar. I think that's that's what we like mean that. by multiverse and alternate oh, no, realities. No, you know, um, because that's what I mean, the, pres- the same present across multiple timelines. Um, the Shrek forever after it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, God damn me. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that was a bad movie. Actually, an interesting one. Tomorrowland kind of touched upon the whole idea of the multiverse. How? Because you know this whole thing about the destruction of the world was basically coming from this thing, right? That thing was basically absorbing the uh, absorbing the negative energy from multiple different possible futures, rather than just one definite future. That was the whole idea of it. It was basically looking at the possible futures, and that's how it came up with this whole idea: the world was going to end because it was f- creating this sympathetic symbiotic loop. So mm. people were having their these negative thoughts, which would lead to the end of the world, and that was then feeding it back into the machine. And that was feeding it out to the people at infinitum. That um, different versions of the same characters in a game does happen a lot, actually. Now, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Well, I mean, I can't think of any examples. Literally, think, it's, it's think quite bad. It like <laughs> I, no, I just remember no, experiencing. Think it about a lot. it like this, right? If all five of us played, say, uh, played. The Witcher 3, right? All five of us played The Witcher 3. All five of us would have completely different experiences playing The Witcher 3, effectively making that single game a multiverse because for each of us, the reality of the oh, game you're being is different. Very, you're being very literal now. I'm being very literal, but that, you know, you guys have been literal as well, so you can't blame me for, be, for doing that. Yeah, you never I'm just saying for out. each of us, you know, that would be, uh, that, that, the world of The Witcher is a different place. I never played it in multiplayer. So how much of the multiverse is dependent on our perception is what I'm saying. Ah, you're getting very conceptual now, Rob. Deep. I think there, <laughs> there is a lot of, as you say, there's a lot it's of games that I sort like of ha- have, the, have the sort of mechanic where you flip between two yeah. versions of the same world. Because uh, it's nice. It's a way to show off an art style, isn't it? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a different... I mean, there was a, one of the games that, uh, that I've played, Dark Cloud, Dark Chronicle. The whole idea of... Oh, yeah, yeah, because you made the little village. Yeah, but and the you thing flip is, forward to see how they're reacted how, how to it's, your, how your it's world. Des- your, your little village design. Thing is, that whole idea of you being able to flip backwards and forwards through time to see the effect of what you're doing in the past, you know, that was basically you looking at different possible futures. Yeah, okay, effectively. okay. Um I mean, a uh, weird one. It involves time travel, but it sets up a separate universe. Is uh, the Red Alert series? Actually, yeah, that's a, that's a really Conquer. good example. Yeah, yeah. the the premise really? of it to start okay. with yeah. is Einstein, well, Einstein or someone following Einstein's work goes back in time to kill Hitler. They kill Hitler, but that leaves Russia unopposed. 
Uh, and Lee's overacting on a post as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> T- Tim Curry in uh, Red Alert 3 is amazing. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The least convincing Russian you'll ever see, but amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's the plot. The yeah, idea is... Like, really it, doesn't he have, like, the worst Russian accent an actor can have? Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. But, yeah, the, the, they changed one thing in history and made a new a new timeline. Okay, that's quite cool. I didn't realize. With psychic squids. Hi, I'm Phil Coe. I'm a level designer at Valve, and I love listening to the Geek Show. Meanwhile, in an alternate universe where Dave welcomes it back, here's the Geek Show. We're talking yeah. about alternate universes and multiverses and things. Yes, we've just been having a discussion about Pan's Labyrinth during the break, because it did carry on a little bit. Um, I have been duly advised that Pan's Labyrinth is not a multiverse. Can I tell you what is a multiverse? Yes. Super Mario Brothers the movie. Yeah, that's no! The, that's, no, that's not, no, that is literally the only explanation for that movie's existence. No, like, in the it, actual plot, the dinosaurs that killed the... No, sorry. The, and they're being sucked into another reality, is that the yeah, thing? Yeah, the meteor that killed the dinosaurs actually created two realities. And you've won Super Mario the Game World. And, <laughs> and one of them is ours, and the other one is one where dinosaurs evolved and Did ruled the Did this meteor have, like, the Doctor was here chiseled on, on like, the side of it? Yeah, it's a weird Have that film. humans. But we never need to revisit that reality again, because it just... So, like, yes. now the um, meteor doesn't hit, and it goes off into two universes. One is the Super Mario one, and the other one is that new Pixar movie coming out, The Good Dinosaur. Where every blow my mind, man! Where all of the environments are very well rendered, but not so much the characters. It's One Punch Man logic. Yes. Black character. I don't know what he's called. But yeah. Caped Baldy. So, um, before, you mentioned a bit about um, being able to change the world or the characters well keeping characters but changing the world and something that's done that very well was spider-man yeah the uh, um, there's the spider-verse event that's happened lately in the comics but even back in the the animated series there was a bit where they explored like multiple spider-men coming together yeah including one who had no powers because he came from our world and he was just someone dressed as spider-man yeah, and, how uh, did he know about Spider-Man if it wasn't one? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, there he was... knew about Spider-Man because Stan Lee existed in our world, yeah. and the the fictional character Spider-Man existed. Oh, it, it's oh, actually, oh okay, that makes believe sense. it or not, the, this is a thing that actually existed in the comics as well. Because um, when they did the when they did a kind of this big Spider-Man time travel multiple reality thing, they had the last the last bit was basically. Um, Stan Lee, right, being carried by Spider-Man through New York City um, because he'd basically created the fictional version of Spider-Man. It was the last gift to him uh, for basically creating the being so, such a fan of this character. Do you think all the writers have like a wall of string just to pull it all together? <laughs> Makes but yeah, any the, of it? No, no, it's a whole spider- the we, we, we established that uh, that that DC and Marvel use Rubik's cubes with like different characters on each sticker, and they basically just go different events on the other side and just mix them all together and go right. That's what we're doing this month. The Spider Verse event brought back a lot of characters people liked. It it had things like there was a universe where. There was a where Ben Riley didn't die. Yeah, yeah, and he was the Spider-Man of that universe. There was a universe where Uncle Ben was the Spider-Man of that universe, and there was a universe where Gwen Stacy was, yeah, was the Spider-Man of that Spider universe. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Uh, so the thing was, 
the Spider-Verse thing didn't come around because they're like, oh, we'll make all these universes and have them interlinked. This has been going on for ages. It was just a guy who sort of went, hey, I want to do, like, a futuristic Spider-Man. And another guy went, oh, I want to do a noir Spider-Man. And they just made stories about an ultimate dimension where Spider-Man was this sort of character. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, they weren't linked at the time. They, like, they only just linked them for a big event. It's interesting, because you remember the old Fox, uh, the old, uh, Fox Spider-Man cartoon? Yeah. Um, they Radioactive had, Spider-Man. Yeah, they had Madam Web doing the whole Spider thing, Spider-Verse yeah. thing in that. Yeah. Um, w- actually, that's could, the one could, where they had the Stanley thing. Yeah, Here's that's the, the one I was thinking. Yeah. Could you explain the movies behind the multiverse? The fact that no one can explain franchises in fifteen years. They are all alternate versions of of the universe. Yeah, no one can explain Spider-Man three. Well, actually, weirdly, it's weird that like the MCU has been one of the first established canon universes. That like you don't have to assume every film is a different universe. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, because they all occupy their own little space. Occupy their own little space within that universe, but the. They do make the effort to put them all together in their own big sort of collective space. So they all belong to the same place. It's not like the only one who kind of feels a bit out of the loop a bit is Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's the point. Yeah, well, that's that's far away in yeah. space, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. It, it, like time, space-wise, it may as well be another universe, but apparently they're going to bring them back in. Yeah, because like, well, it links with the Infinity Stone thing that they've been setting up with. Okay. Yeah, the whole Infinity Gauntlet thing. Um... The Tesseract is an, an Infinity Stone. Uh, the Mind Gem uh, was, was from Loki's staff, mm-hmm. yeah. which is currently in the Vision now. Yes. Pull his head off to get that out. Which, That's be I, an fa- interesting which I found hilarious, the fact that it was in Loki's staff. Because if it was in Loki's staff, that gives you infinite power over the mind. Which, which he means, uses to brainwash people in Avengers 1. Yeah, but he, he, what does Loki want? To be the ruler of Asgard. With the Mind Stone alone, he could have taken over Asgard. Thing is, he's, he's too busy having a laugh. With the Mind Stone alone, he's more powerful than he's Thanos. Here's the thing. Um, with the stones, without an appropriate way to wield them, you can't use them. He, the fact that he's got the staff is just a way he's worked out to use it. He didn't make the staff. Even so. He was given the staff. In, like, in Guardians again, yeah, well, the fact ga- that they had the stone like without anything sort of surrounding it, yeah, it basically nearly killed them all. Yeah, but yeah. he's got a stick like, so he can control it. And Roden puts it in his hammer, doesn't he? Yeah. So like, you need some sort of you need some way to wield it. Channel right. it. You need some way to channel it. What I'm saying, what I was saying about Loki's staff was he wasn't the one who made the staff. I know he wasn't the one that made the staff, but it's still not the optimal power of the stone. Did he make his No, hand? it was severely limited. You're right. Yeah, and that's I'm saying why he... if it if it was the if it, if the power wasn't limited like that, Loki, just by being Loki, should have been able to wield it. Did he because buy Asgardians? Did he... The hat. What about the hat? Hey, is the hat his? <laughs> or did he go to a shop and buy it and think, oh, I've spent so th- much time and effort on it, I've got to wear it now? No, no, is I that th- what that is? I, I think it was. The, I think it was <laughs> the Warriors Three. I think the Warriors Three basically played a trick on him. You know, uh, they went to a fancy dress, a fancy dress thing for his birthday, and said, "No, no, we bought you a really cool birthday present. It's a new hat." And they gave him this hat with the giant horns on. It. He was like, "Oh yeah, thank you." And now, out of politeness, and so that they don't suspect anything, he has to wear it all the time. Yeah. That doesn't explain why Captain America's suit in the first Avengers movies looks like the ones you buy for kids. 
I like the one in the first movie. Yeah, but the one in the first movie was one of the ones you buy for kids because they didn't know have a Captain America suit before it was, then. Yeah, the Captain America suit in the first movie was just meant as a stage thing. He wasn't meant to fight. It yeah. still looks awesome because it was the stage thing, but then he had actual tactical gear over it. The other one looked like pyjamas. When Captain America wields his mighty shield? <laughs> no, it's when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie, the first one. Didn't, really we underrated. Have that, didn't we have that as a theme tune on one of the four-panel episodes? I think so, yeah. <laughs> really underrated. Don't know why people hate on it. What? The first Captain America. Oh, it's good. It's a good movie. Awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, But I do agree, it was just made... So they could have him in the Avengers. Yes. Maybe, maybe. I, uh, it's, it's a good movie just, in its own right. Yeah. I think the second one's better. But uh, a lot of the stuff in the MCU is based off one of the main alternate universes in the uh, Marvel Comics multiverse, which is the uh, Ultimate yeah. universe. Yeah. Which is now defunct, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, Ultimates every- are no longer a thing. So Ultimate Hulk eating people in that, the because, that, was, that was Marvel setting up a multiverse, wasn't it? When they went Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate uh, they Avengers. All, they Ultimate. always set up multiverses. Every single comics company sets up multiverses. Oh, yeah, and then they get out of hand, and then they have to do an infinite crisis. Yeah, and like, then at the moment, yeah. Secret Wars and Convergence are both happening, so they can both get their um, DC and Marvel, can get their universes do you know what it is? under right. control. These things are the equivalent of, you know, the... You know, the you know when your mum has spring cleaning and all of the furniture gets moved out of the house so they can clean out all the cobwebs and everything like that? It's basically that. That's what's happening with DC and Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. All of those cobwebs are getting chucked out. Um, but also Marvel are using this opportunity at the same time to take to basically lay the foundation so they can take back certain franchises like Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, The X-Men, that sort of thing. So something I find um, cool in the current um, Secret Wars is they're using the multiverse to do interesting things. Like, uh, in at the moment, there's a police force of all the different Thors. Like, so every universe's Thor has come together to make the Thor force. Has it got Shifa? Yes. Oh, that's a horrible... Uh, I shouldn't it, have said uh, it like that. Uh, <laughs> so if four of them together, are they the fantastic Thor? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's different interpretations of things. It doesn't just extend to comic creators. The so fact that there's so many different interpretations, it sort of um, it gives fans, you know, loads to think about and loads to sort of well, look I mean, at, and that's where you get fan fiction from, like this one moment in a particular series where it isn't really padded out in the way it could be, and then a fan or whatever, thinks, oh, I'd like to see that story padded out, and they take it upon themselves to write it themselves. Yeah, the thing fan is, canon is yeah, basically yeah. an alternate universe. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the, uh, the expanded universe for Star Wars, or the old expanded universe for Star Wars, that was so filled with, like, fanfic, uh, you know, fan <laughs> stories and things that eventually, so, I mean, some of them even eventually became part of the Star Wars franchise itself. Some of them, yeah. You know, some of these bits that came from just the fan, uh, the fan fiction side of things, and the fa- uh, that actually came out of the mind of fans became part of Star Wars as a pro- franchise proper. So you know, fans can generate. Uh, you have this mass of ideas that can just pour into this particular franchise, and you know, do some amazing things with it. Yeah, you know, what we're talking about like in another universe. There's like the the evil version of you or whatever. That yeah. There's an evil version of me. 
He's cleanly shaved. <laughs> but um, I know there's a white version of me, and there's also an African American version of me. But yeah, there's a there's a. Um, I was I've been watching Rick and Morty lately. Oh yeah, and so good. Well, they're not the Rick and Morty, or no, they are the Rick and Morty from the start. But they're not in the universe they started with. Oh yes, because there's an episode. But no where one notices or cares. They're basically are they the original ones? I thought they would. No, because what killed in a certain episode, no. and the other one sort of took over. No, in the certain episode, they their world is beyond repair. Yeah. So they go to a universe it where it gets fully Cronenberg. Cronenberg Mageddon. Yeah. So, um, they go to an alternate universe where they're. Their versions of them have just died, and they oh, yeah. they bury them in the garden and just take their place, <laughs> and no one notices because. Well, it's not just that. There's the episode of the TV, really messed up by the TV show. I mean, Rick and Bart's a thing which has all conceivable TV from all conceivable universes. Two so brothers. <laughs> oh no, not two brothers again. Yes. <laughs> the door advert. Yeah, that gag goes on far too long, but it's so funny. <laughs> And uh, they they explore multiple timelines with the uh, the the it's a recent one. Oh, where um the timeline gets where they become uncertain. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. After freezing time for quite a while, they didn't even put a mattress down. They <laughs> restart time and just time just a bit out of sync with them, and time starts splitting into multiple realities whenever someone has a doubt. And really, really clever st- storytelling. And they all—they're trying to um, resync the realities, but because one person's out of sync because something silly, it sort of messes up further and further. And quite often, you can see all the possibilities playing out on screen at the same time. Yeah, really brave so, stuff. Yeah, it it does it amazingly. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's one of the most unique they do a lot of stuff with multiple universes and stuff because they have the whole um it's, it's, they have hmm. this thing that shoots the portal yeah they also have like all of the um rick and morty's come together for the council of the one with the Ritz. eye patch i will like, say it's dan Harmon as well dan Harmon did the thing on community with the the uh dice oh yeah seven different outcomes to go on for the door for a pizza which yeah. created the worst timeline which somebody lost an arm Somebody's dead. Someone's blind from... No, lost the voice from trying to eat a troll which was on fire. <laughs> Just because... Yeah, it's... Dan Hammond's really good at that sort of multiverse, sort of reality-bending stuff. Yeah. Okay. And all the different versions of Jerry in the crash. Yes. Hey, everybody, this is Quentin Flynn, and you are tuned in to The Geek Show. It rocks. You roll. Got it memorized? We are talking about multiverses, on the realities, various things like that. And we're in Pick of the Geeks, so guys, do you want to go round one by one? Well, you start, so... You Why should I start? Because you're the one talking. Okay, then I'm going to go with Robocop versus Bloody Terminator, because it's the you only are. time you have... Robocop versus Terminator. Okay. Go it's on. a four-part comic series uh, that came out in the 90s um, from Dark Horse. Of course, it came out in the 90s. Yeah, but actually, this is, uh, this is probably the best version of the Terminator timelines that I've seen. Um, yeah, but the Terminator timelines... Outside not- of Terminator 1. Let's put it that way, um, okay. and uh, that may, I mean I actually prefer to Terminator Two as well. Um, One thing about Terminator Two, how did he do that fun thing? I don't he, know. All of his CPU was fried. That's just 
melodramatic humdrum that is. Yes, it was. But anyway, Terminator versus Robocop, Robocop. versus Terminator. Anyway, um, it's the original Robocop, so it's Alex Murphy from the 1980s movie. Um, and the, the idea of the story is that uh, the idea of the story is that the Terminators Skynet is basically just a cold computer progr- program, right? It needs something to basically make itself aware, and that something is Alex Murphy. Because he is the only cyborg in existence, is the only man-machine interface, so he can give Skynet what it needs. So it sends uh, Terminators back in time to basically kidnap Alex Murphy and basically connect him to Skynet, keep hold of him until what, Skynet is completely. Is that sent te- back in? Isn't sends Robocop the, in the future? Isn't that technically it's the still same the timeline past, though? It's still the past for the Terminators. Because um, Robocop is in Detroit. Yes, and much of Terminator takes place in LA. Yep. So it doesn't necessarily mean to be on the universe. It could be the- theoretically in the same place, just road trip parts of the country. Yeah, just yeah massive road trip between them. Yeah, oh, but it's a different. It's an well, alternative reality take on both. Yeah, that's all. Um, and when you said the the plot, the the idea is simply: wouldn't it be cool if Terminators and RoboCop fought? No, it's not actually as simple as that. Because that's how it was pitched. I'm sure. Um, that's how it was pitched, but it turns out it was a lot more complicated than that in terms of the story. Because it's time travel. It's a tricky business, unpredictable. And that is the ongoing theme throughout the entire comic, is that time travel is a very tricky business, and it's very, very unpredictable. You can't guarantee results using time travel, and you basically end up creating multiple futures and multiple pasts. Okay. You know, um, I mean, this whole thing, because, uh, and the whole thing about continuing to exist in a different timeline after your timeline has basically been erased um they actually obey that particular rule so when timelines have disappeared that thing that that it brought into existence disappears as well so when you change the past event so that that timeline can never happen again it disappears in the future of that okay do you Um, see what i mean moving on then uh becomes complicated we have two each so ryan uh Mine will probably be the new sort of Gundam origin universe that was established. Uh, it's sort of a rework of an existing origin for the Gundam series, but the thing is, though, if you actually... And I'll actually insist you have a look at this because that's how bonkers it is, but if you look at the... Just type in on Google or something, uh, Gundam multi-universe graph, and it's a detailed graph that exactly shows you like how like, just stupid and convoluted, like, the Gundam universes are. There's, like, that many different, like, Appro- spin-offs. Approaching on Marvel sort of levels. Yeah, like, DC it's levels. really, really... I would say it's... Mm, I would say it's worse, consider- but obviously the Marvel one has been going on a lot longer. Yeah, but fair enough. They, it's absolutely stupid, and I think I, I think I like about this, the Gundam origin, is that it just... It goes back to its roots, but then it, it's sort of fleshed out more, and it works a lot more. But yeah, Gundam Origin definitely definitely oh. helps it, and I think it's probably the, the most healthy thing that that franchise has done in a long time. Cool. Well, weirdly, uh, Turn A Gundam tries to do the opposite, mm. in that Turn A Gundam says all these things happened, all the conflicting timeline stuff all happened, yeah. and it, it approaches it, Turn A is meant Which to be Which is like, impossible if you look at that graph. Yeah, it's meant Turn A is like set at the end of the timeline, as if everything is it. You know when you get to that point where um, mechs are a lost technology? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where where they're at with Tony Gondam. Yeah, I mean uh, that whole thing about Mex being a lost technology isn't that uh, Full Metal Panic? And it's also Xenogears. Yeah, because they call it Black Technology in uh, Full Metal Panic, don't they? They they have like mechs, but they're not like super super duper the mechs like they have in Gundam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Div for a bit of a random pick, it more sort of like the first time I encountered a multiverse was um, with uh, Tenchi Muyo. Yes, where they good, had good that call. that universe uh, hopping plot through it. That was yeah. like you saw multiple versions of the characters, including um, I think one of them got made into a series on its own. Pretty Girl Sammy. Uh, Magical Which was, Girl, Pretty Sammy. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a series, it was an OVA of its own. Yeah, but uh, uh, that was just one of the many possible universes was where Sasami was a magical girl. Yeah, because um, you had Tenshi Muyo, Ryo Oki, and then you had like Tenshi uh, GXP. Um, universe? Ten, yeah, Tenshi Universe, Tenshi Muyo GXP, and then you had Tenshi in Tokyo, and you had like various other things like that. Too and much. Then you had... The other versions of Tenchi, which had nothing to do with Tenchi, but had his supposed younger brother Kenshi, which was uh, Isekai Sekshi no Monogatari, you know, or the warrior from another world, um, in as the run-up for a new But yeah, as Tenchi I say, it was series. the first time, like, I think it occurs in Tenchi, Tenchi Universe, where they, they hop dimensions yeah. for a while. Yes. And you get to see, like characters acting in very different ways to what they've been established the thing is you, you you sometimes see that in like you know the old school cartoons uh where they're doing the whole running away thing you know like in scooby-doo where all of a sudden they're in like a a, a, a keystone cops movie and then next scene they're running they're running from the monster and it's a different scene and then a different scene and then john cena appears yes <laughs> Just randomly. That, He's got favorite role in the universe, the one where every clip ends with John Cena. He's got a sex scene in Trainwreck. God. Does he? Yeah. He's got a dating game. Yes. It's amazing. Yes, he does. I've seen <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, He's also the dad of Fred in the Fred movie. God. Oh, really? Good God. Yeah. Why have you seen the Fred movie? <laughs> I haven't. I've just seen <laughs> the clip where, where I'm all for problems where here. John Cena is his dad. I'm like... Because it was like, I heard him, like, that can't be true. Google it. Oh, well, goddamn, that's... <laughs> I hope he was paid a lot. Um, I mentioned it on the show, and I don't really like mention it. I think something in the geek that we already mentioned, but you can't really not. But it's just the understanding that Rick and Marty has with the multiverse. It's... Usually when you get multiverses, it kind of gets very convoluted, and you can't quite follow it, and you don't know where it's going or what's happening. But every episode that sort of looked at multiverses in Rick and Marty has... It's been made perfect sense. And it's done more than that. It's been hilarious. It's really played around with what you can do in the multiverse. It's probably the best episodes they've done. It's like one of the smartest, most sm- one of the smartest wrote shows on TV right now. Oh, definitely. It's being, and uh, the, the multiverse episodes really do show how well written It's getting a season three as well. Yeah, season three. It's still not been released over here. Stupid America. Mm. Bring it up over here. I do great business Neat, over I here. think Netflix would be the perfect place. Yeah, but right, it needs to be on DVD it. so I can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. Um, ben? Uh, Metal Gear Rising. It basically, oh, like it's it. a non-canon version of the universe where they just went completely bonkers, basically. Do you oh, know what, Ben? B- bizarrely... Um, in Metal Gear Solid 2, yeah. the VR missions, the final VR mission, or set of missions, explores the fact that um, 
each section of VR isn't actually virtual reality. It says that the machine is actually creating or like tuning into a version of reality where these parameters exist. Oh, really? And that by killing people in the simulations, you're killing the versions of them in that reality. And there's a whole like multiverse spanning plot in the um, the subsistence path yeah. for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's some conceptual. See, all I knew about those VR missions is screw those stupid sniper missions. <laughs> they were very unforgiven. Uh, where like <laughs> eighty people were coming for a chicken and you had to kill them all before they got there. And they just screw those second well, to get it's, each it's man. It's the mission string that involves uh, Gurgulon. Oh yes, where there's a giant. They're just the giant enemies. The, a Godzilla-esque with a tail and the spike thing. So, uh, Revengeance. Yeah, so, um, basically, it's non-canon in the Metal Gear Solid universe. Because... Is it? Is it? It's in the universe, isn't it? No, it's, um... Calf, it it's like... It acts like it's in the universe. It so. acts like it is. It's kind but of, that's it what's confusing me, classed though. as part of the universe. They, like... They clarify it in, um... Like, people have said stuff before, and then they clarify it in, um... Uh, Ground Zeroes, where there's a bonus mission where you can go around scanning the names of different games and only the canon ones disappear. The rest of them will stay. Okay. And they'll Uh, talk about that. No, that's different slightly, actually. Only the ones produced by Kojima disappear. Except they mention in the dialogue that these are the canon games. Okay. So, um, basically, it... Uh, Platinum Games gets how hilarious the Metal Gear universe is. So they just went, let's pump it up to 11. And yes, they're dead. <laughs> and it means you can do a crazy, amazing things that were so much fun that you wouldn't necessarily get away with in a yeah. straight-faced aren't, Metal Gear game. Aren't they working on a Transformers game now? Yes. Oh, it yes. looks studio. really nice. I like the art style on it. It, yeah, it looks, looks like the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, like... It seems like they really understands how silly things should be. Yeah. Well, well given that way. you can combo with Optimus Prime in the air and transform into a truck and hit them with your trailer yeah. as part of your air combo, yes. Platinum are very fun. Yeah. So um, They're working on uh, Ryzen 2, so... Oh, wow. I never knew there was going to be a second one. Um, second choice, everybody, and then we'll call it a show. But, Rob? Okay, um... My second choice, uh, I was originally going to go for the Tatami Galaxy, which uh, is a brilliant... Isn't that a portmanteau movie? Um, how do you mean? Like, loads of different shots in the same... No, um, it's not a movie. It's a series. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, the Tatami, Ga- Tatami Galaxy, or Yojohan Shinwa Taike. Mm. Um, it's basically a story about an unnamed university student here and... He's basically not really had a good university life. He only has one friend who's basically uh, who's basically using his time to make that unnamed university student life miserable. miserable. And he wishes he'd lived his first two years of stu- university over, you know differently. Don't At that point, all. he gets thrown back in, back in time and given a chance to do it again. Now, so a wish fulfillment then kind of wish fulfillment, time travel kind of thing. But through mm. using that time travel, he's creating different futures. Okay. Um, different realities, but actually, I'm not going to go with that. I am going to go with Clamp. Now, Ben will know oh, exactly what right. I'm talking about, um, and so will Dave. Yeah, Clamp, like Subasa Chronicles, really gets Subasa Rev- Reservoir Chronicles, Card Captor Subasa X, Triple um, X Holic, uh, Kobato, 
Um, Chobit. The reason I mentioned Tsubasa all, is that it's that's the link, isn't it? Tsubasa but, Reservoir Chronicle is the link between them all. But the clamp, but clamp basically did what no other no other company has done. They created a multiverse in manga and anime. Well, it's less of a multiverse and a single universe where everyone... No, it's an actual multiverse. It's actually a dyed-in-the-wall multiverse. Yeah, there Kobato... are different versions of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. Sorry. Because yeah. Kobato doesn't appear. Uh, Kobato, you have appearances from characters from like Chobits and various things like that in Kobato, but Kobato's kids don't appear in any of the other series. Um, I think it was in Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles where you have... Uh, what's her face? You know the witch from uh, from Exholic. Yeah, um, she basically is talking to the guy, the characters from Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles, and you they've met uh, with uh, what's his name um, from X. Um, forgot his name. Damn it, Mister X. No, X is all about like dragons. The end of the world. I have no thing. idea. Anyway, um, basically they talk to the witch, who's like a dimensional witch, and she's basically she basically arranges for them to travel to a different world. So that's the whole thing about that. Um, it is a multiverse, an actual dyed-in-the-wall multiverse in anime and manga where no one else has really done one. Okay. So um, that's why I'm picking that one. Ryan? I'm really... Even though they weren't the best games, but I really like what the Farsh and Leafs did with the the DLC. Uh, the ways that... Uh, the DLC expanded again was where um, one of the options for the, I think it was the first game, was that you could kill Darth uh, Vader. And yeah, then... he ends with you choosing whether you want to fight the Emperor or Vader, and one leads you to the dark side and one leads you to the light side, and the light side end yeah. but, was the canon one. But yes, yeah, on the dark side one, you actually become, like, you have, like, the cool, like, sort of very sleek version of, like, Darth Vader's armor, and then. There's an option where you can, uh, you know, what if, yeah, the Star Killer killed Luke Skywalker, and then there's another version after that continues on after that where Princess Leia becomes the Jedi. Okay, what ifs then? Yeah, cool, cool. And Dave, uh, speaking of what ifs, uh, I was going to discuss quickly the what if machine from Futurama, and also Universe One oh, and great. Universe A. Yeah, because they do have like a parallel universe. Uh, but the, there's also the where, universe at the edge of the universe where everyone's cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the parallel universe, one everything that was decided by a coin flip, yeah, is the other result. Which one was the universe in the box then? That uh, uh, by the end of the episode, it's the wrong universe. Ah, uh, yes, yes, it was. But because um, also sits on it, doesn't he? Yeah. And the, it was in uh, widescreen. The what if machine ones, where yes. they explore just. What if this happens? Yes. Uh, one of my favourite ones is the um, the one done in three different animation styles. The Steamboat Willie 8-bit one and the anime one. But yeah, the, so yeah, quick one there, yeah, but the Futurama. It, it's yeah. very closely related, but the Steam uh, Treehouse of Horror. The only yeah. way to explain those would be as a multiverse, because those universes only exist for the Treehouse of Horror, and they're kind of end catastrophically the only time Simpsons is actually good recently it's 
Historically, it's the best stuff The Simpsons has done, I think. It seems it's, like they save up a lot of their really, really good jokes for the Treehouse of Horror. And it's the only things I still watch from The Simpsons. And the Treehouse of Horror, it is a multiverse. That's the only way well, it makes sense. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, the only, it's the only way you can shoot Ned Flanders with a shotgun. I j- I just thought... If he's zombie Flanders. Isn't, technically, isn't every episode of South Park from an alternate reality because... no. The, uh, no, they, they always a, kill Kenny off, and he's always. There's a alive. reason for that. There's yeah, another that's, reason. That's Mysterion's oh, right. okay. superpower. Okay. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. He wakes up in his bed every time after he's died. Oh, is it Groundhog Day for him? Not really, because days pass, okay. and there's continuity in South Park. Uh, but there, yeah. there is a fault. time. Time does pass. It's not like a state of arrested development like The Simpsons, where it's like the same day forever. Yeah. Like South Park does pass on through time. Lisa's had three birthdays in The Simpsons. I think there's been In one. Like and hasn't years. aged. Yeah. She's still eight. Bioshock. Really? Okay. Cool choice. Oh, Bioshock. right. Especially uh, the, yeah. the the DLC for Infinite. Yeah, yes. but the idea of Bioshock is both Infinite and the first Bioshock are in different um, dimensions. Because um, yeah. they explore this with Elizabeth... So spoilers here, but she can create rips between dimensions because there's only two things that are solid between every dimension, and that is a lighthouse and her. Yeah. And so she yeah. can connect those universes and basically jump no, between I, I, them. I thought it was uh, no. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the man and the lighthouse. There's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. That's what she says at the end of Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah. There's man, the lighthouse, and her. Yeah. Um. Mm. And so, and she's able to rip between them, move between them, and they even explore this in the DLC where they burial at sea, yeah, burial at sea, where they went back to the original Bioshock world with Rapture. Yeah, it was nice going back. It was. Um, I said they had a load of interesting ideas, and I like the idea of this one constant between the universes. Okay, and uh, what are the two twins called? Oh, um. I can't remember the name, but they're not actually twins. They are an alternate dynamic yeah, dimension versions of each other. Space and Dandy. Yeah, the Lutesses. Space and Dandy. Yes. Because that's a good multiverse. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, we are, unfortunately, at the end of the show, um, we may pick up on multiverses at some point again in the future because I think there's a lot more we can talk about. Oh, we may Too not. Because oh, multiverses. Yes. <laughs> um, check, check out the multiverse while we go into more depth. Yeah. Yes. You decide. And if you want us to head to the backward universe, you know, we're not going to. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're, we're out of time. And thank you for listening. You can find all of our stuff on Mixcloud. And we'll be up to date on iTunes very soon, we do promise. But uh, you can catch us on... Next couple of weeks, literally, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, my anime list, Steam, Tumblr. Uh, have I missed anything? And the email. Have you done Moth Mondays this week, Ben? Oh, yes. Oh, and the emails. Studio at thegeekshow.co.uk if you want to get in touch with us. But until next time, thank you for listening. I have been the one and only Rob. There can only be one. I have been Ben. I've been Rob, who was here before that, Rob. Shut up. <laughs> so I own the name. <sighs> and I've been Ryan. And uh, I think I'm this universe's Dave. I didn't check lately. We will see you next week. Bye.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.